And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I'm at him at the launch, you man. Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys! 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 Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Lucille Ball stars as zany housewife Liz Cooper on My Favorite Husband from 1949. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular Beatles songs. And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Richard and I will try to name that tune. Right, Lisa? That's right. We have Richard on the phone from New York. Hi, Richard. Hey, Richard. Hi. How's it going? Oh, I'm nervous. I finally oh. got through. Oh, don't be nervous. The bar is very low here. Oh, gosh. Don't be nervous. <laughs> Although I, I am, mean, told me other times it's a lot easier at home than in, in real life. So yeah. that is so true. Um, yeah. Even when we've had guests here, they say, you know, they always know it at home. And when they're sitting there, they get a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, oh, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I, will, I will give you a little warning, though, Richard. I am on a roll. I tell you, what, I'm like butter. I'm on a roll. Yeah. I, I I was uh, I mopped the floor with our last contestant. Don't don't let that happen to you, my friend. No, we're not going to do that. These yeah. are all very popular Beatles tunes. So yeah. I hope you're a Beatles fan, Richard, yes. and be on your A game here because here I'm go. rooting for you. Just shout it out. Shout it out. Shout. And I need the title. Shout. Let it all out. All right. Ready? Okay. First song. Okay. Take a sad song and make it better. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. You get it. Minus a point for the wrong answer. It's not let us be? It's not. Oh, shoot. Come on, Richard. Hey, Jude. Yes! I got excited. Hey, Jude, that is absolutely right. Released in 68. I thought I was right. I was so convinced. I know. You kept saying it. I'm just looking at you like blankly. Written by Paul McCartney. And um, wow, in 1968, it tied the all time record for longest run at the top of the U.S. charts. This was a very huge song. Wow. I like this one. There's only one song better than this called Hey Lisa. That's right. It is yeah. a little bit better. Right. Yeah, I like that one. All right. All right. So Richard is on the there board. There we go. That's Way how go, you do Richard. it. Here's the second song. I want to hold your hand. There it is. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so you've right. got nothing to be nervous about. Written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Recorded it in 63. It was the first Beatles record to be made using four-track equipment. Yeah? Yeah. I want to hold your hand. I want to hold your hand. No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Hey, so Richard's got two. I have zero. There we go. Now This is is for Richard. I appreciate this, Richard, because he's been really excited about his win, so we need to knock him down a few pegs here. Right. All right, here's the next song. 
be. Yep. What'd you say? Let it be. Let it be. Is this what the one I thought it was? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Released in 1970 as the title track from their album, get, Let It Be. I don't think I have a chance now, right? You do. I don't have a chance. That's the first three. There's three more. I could tie. Yeah. Pass. That's no good. Hey, a tie like is pretty good sister. when you're losing. Let it be. Let, just let it be, Carl. Let, let it be. Let, let, let it be. be. Let it be. Let it be. All right, Richard is right. doing great. Yeah, wow. I'm so excited wow, about wow, this. Wow, wow. All right, here's the next song. It's all right. over. Here comes the sun. Nobody got that one. 1969 from the album Abbey Road. George Harrison wrote the song. Yeah? At Eric Clapton's house. Did he? Yeah. Well, that's what I read. You know, they all hang out together. (laughs) I guess so. going over the Eric's house and uh, we're going to have a a beer and I'm going to write a tune. And collab. We're going to collab. Yeah. All right. So, uh, all right. Nobody got that one. No. You ready, Richard? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Here we go. Got it. Penny Lane, Penny you got Lane, one. Penny you Lane. let him get one, Richard. That is absolutely right. Oh, Released in six- Road, but that's <laughs> Penny Lane. Uh, written by Paul McCartney. And Penny Lane's a street in Liverpool that yeah. McCartney recalled from his upbringing. Right. Cool. All right. All right. We've got right. one more song. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, June Burley. Excuse me? Blue Sheen and Sky with Diamond. Thank you. Thank you, Believer. That's the Beatles. That's the Monkees. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and they use that in Shrek. So, so close. But what is this? It's Lucy in the Sky with oh. Diamonds. Richard is oh. absolutely right from the 1967 wow. album. Man. What album is it? I don't know, but uh, this is... Uh, Richard think, knows. No, I know. This is... Uh, this is... Uh, would it be Yellow Submarine? It's from Sergeant Pepper's Alone yeah, Hearts Sergeant Club. Pepper. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Wow. Right. Written by John Lennon. You ready for this? Richard got four, and I only got one. That is true. Oh, God. All right. Well, you Richard. made my night. Fantastic. Great four, huh, Carl? Man, you did great, buddy. Mop the floor, as Carl you says. the floor with me. <laughs> <laughs> Friends are the guests. You did great. I'm going to send you some fun CDs, okay? All right. All right, buddy. Great job. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right, this is for Richard. (laughs) And here's for me. (laughs) When we come back, Lucille Ball and my favorite husband stick around. Everyone smiles as you drift past the flowers that grow so incredibly high. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. 
Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. I have such a soft side, you know, and here I am playing a My Favorite Husband for you, Lisa. Well, she it's loves not just this for show. me. It's for me and all of That's the listeners true. who love Lucille Ball. You know, it's hard to not love My Favorite Husband. Lucille Ball along with Richard Denning. What a great show. They played Liz and George Cooper, a married couple billed as two people who live together and like it. It was sponsored for most of its run by Jell-O. And um, Lucille Ball... I don't know if she got paid extra to do this, but she often would interact with Bob Lamond, the announcer on the show, and they would kind of have fun with the Jello commercials. Yeah. So uh, maybe, maybe they were like, "Hey, we'll throw an extra, you know, uh, fifty bucks your way. Do this with Bob Lamond." But uh, it worked because it ran for a while, and Jello was the sponsor. Richard Denning was great as her husband on this show. And then you had Gail Gordon as George uh, George's boss, Rudolph Atterbury. And B. Benadaret, who played Betty Rubble, right. she was the voice of Betty Rubble, was Atterbury's wife. Um, great series. Uh, Ball refused to transition this show to television. CBS was like, you got to do this on TV. It's doing great on radio. She's like, no, I'll do it, but I have to bring my husband, Desi, and they said no, so she reworked the entire show into I Love Lucy, and they let her put that on, and guess what? That was smart because it became one of the greatest shows in comedy history. All right, time for a November 25th, 1949 broadcast. Liz and George need a new dishwasher, and their neighbor, Mr. Wood, gets them onto a quiz show to win one. Here's part one of my favorite husband it's time for my favorite husband starring lucille ball hello everybody yes it's the new gay family series starring lucille ball with richard denning brought to you by the jello family of desserts j-e-l-l Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O cotton. Fioca puddings. Yes, sorry. And now transcribe Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. Well, let's look in on the Coopers and see what they're doing. It's morning, and George Cooper is seated alone at the breakfast table. Liz is helping Katie in the kitchen by fixing the toast. Liz, is the toast ready yet? Just a minute, dear. (laughs) Now it's ready. Liz, what was that noise I heard? Nothing. 
Oh, how do you want it scraped, dear? <laughs> Light, medium, or charcoal broiled? Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, if you hadn't heard me, you'd never know the difference. Here you are. Well, Liz, you scraped it too hard. It's back to bread again. <laughs> well, I can't help it. It's the toaster's fault. If you'd fix half the things around now, here... Now, wait a minute. I did fix the toaster. I tightened the spring yesterday so the toast would pop up better. Oh, you did that. Mm. Well, you made the spring too tight, and you better apologize to Katie. Katie? What for? She fell into the sink running back to catch a high fly. <laughs> no. Yes. If that ever learns to throw a curve, we're really in trouble. Well, it's a perfectly good toaster. I'll try to fix it. You'll try to fix it. Well, what do you want me to do, buy a new one? Either that or get Katie a fielder's mitt. <laughs> oh, let's not fight so early in the morning, dear. All right, we'll wait a while. <laughs> ah, you're so cute. Give me a kiss. Mm, somehow I feel this is going to end up in a new toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be silly. Your morning kisses are like coffee to me. That's how I wake up. Liz, I have a confession to make. What? My caffeine's been removed. <laughs> That's silly. Come here. <laughs> Sanka! You're welcome. <laughs> oh, isn't it wonderful, George? No matter what we argue about, a kiss from you fixes everything. You could get around anybody with a kiss. Really? Mm. Well, when I get to work, I'll try it on Mr. Atterbury. Oh, George. <laughs> what's that? What's that? It's from the kitchen. Katie, what's going on out there? Look out, look out. Run for your life. What's the matter? What's happening? The automatic dishwasher. It's gone crazy. <laughs> broken again? It certainly is. It threw every dish in the kitchen at me, and it's trying to climb into the cupboard to get some more. <laughs> oh, now, Katie, you mustn't be upset. It's not that tragic. Oh, I can't help it, Mrs. Cooper. That thing hates me. <laughs> well, you go back to the kitchen and get even with it. Pull its plug out. <laughs> yes, ma'am. George... I'd like to talk to you about a new dishwasher. Kiss me, Liz. Oh, no. With the toaster, it just meant burned toast. This time, we may lose Katie. Oh, that's ridiculous. What's the matter? Can't she wash dishes in a pan like everybody else? Well, she's had the dishwasher so long, she might resent it and quit. And you know we can't find anyone nearly as wonderful as she is. What are you women coming to that you have to be pampered with electrical gadgets? We are not pampered. Well, the wives of our ancestors didn't have dishwashers. Pioneer women didn't have a lot of electrical appliances to do their housework. Of course they didn't. And where are those women today? Dead. <laughs> well, I'm not buying Katie a new dishwasher, and you can tell her so. Well, I'll tell you the truth, George. I was thinking, uh, if we don't have a dishwasher and it's Katie's night off... I'll be washing the dishes. I thought so. Oh, I don't care for myself. But when you come home and you greet me and, and you kiss my hands... Yeah? You'll get dishpan lips. <laughs> oh. Katie, 
I'm afraid I have bad news. George says we cannot buy a new dishwasher. Oh? That's too bad you never get called by one of those giveaway shows. You might win one. Oh, I'm never lucky. I probably would know the answer to the question anyway. Oh, they're not hard. Friend of my sister's got called the other night. She picked up the phone. The voice said, who is this? She said, Mildred Thompson, and she won $2,000. Well, you see, I would have lost. I wouldn't have known what her name was. <laughs> I'll get it, Katie. Oh, thanks. I'll do the dishes by hand. It's been a long time, but maybe it'll come back to me. Hello, Mrs. Cooper. Oh, hi, Mr. Wood. Come on in. Oh, thank you. I'm returning the roaster you lent me for our Thanksgiving turkey. Oh, thank you. Say, with 11 children, Thanksgiving dinner must be quite an event at your house. Oh, yes. And wouldn't you know, every one of us wants a leg. <laughs> well, who finally gets them? Mrs. Wood and I. <laughs> you must have real discipline. Oh, no, no. Confidentially, it's sort of underhanded, really. As each child grew old enough to talk, we told him a different part of the turkey was the leg. <laughs> Mr. Wood! It was a dirty trick on our last child. That's all there was left. Oh, now, Mr. Wood, some of them are old enough to know better. Haven't they found out a turkey only has two legs? Oh, that's part of the trick. We don't call it a turkey. We call it a centipede. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good idea. Well, goodbye, Mrs. Cooper. What was that? Oh, Katie, was that the dishwasher again? No, ma'am, that was me. I'm out of practice. Oh. Well, try and watch it, Katie, or we'll be using paper plates. Our dishwasher's broken. Oh, that's too bad, Mrs. Cooper. You don't know where I can get a new one for nothing, do you? <laughs> I'm afraid not. <laughs> Say, wait a minute. Oh, I was only kidding. Yes, I know, but a friend of mine has a radio program called His and Hers. Have you ever heard it? No, I don't think so. Well, they give away a dishwasher every week. And I think maybe I can get you on that show. Oh, I don't know, Mr. Wood. I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to answer any of the questions. Oh, of course you would. Every week, some stupid moron wins a prize. <laughs> and you're just as smart as they are. What? No, I mean, the, the questions aren't hard. You won't have any trouble. Well, if it means a chance to win a dishwasher, maybe I should. You just but leave I... everything to me. Now, where's your phone? Oh, here it is. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Wood. Let, let's don't talk you this worry, over Mrs. first. Don't worry, Mrs. Cooper. It'll be all right. But I really don't think that I should. Hello? Oh, is that you, Smiley? Uh, this is Benjamin Wood. Uh, how are you? Say, I wonder if you'd do me a little favor. Yeah, a couple of friends of mine like to get on his and hers. A couple? Yeah, that's right. He's a banker. Good, yeah. The name is George Cooper. Hey, wait a minute. Fine, fine, fine. Thank you. Goodbye, Smiley. No, Mr. Wood, wait! <laughs> oh, Mrs. Oh. Cooper, you're all set. But, Mr. Wood, does George have to go on the show, too? Oh, yes. His husband and wife teams compete together. Oh, I, I don't know how George is going to take this. Well, have him listen to the show. It's on tonight. He'll probably think it sounds like fun. Well, I'll try, but couldn't I go on alone? No, no, it's man and wife. That's why they call it his and hers. <laughs> well, I'm sure hers will be there, but I can't promise to deliver his. And now, back to the Coopers. 
Well, Liz has committed George to appear with her on a radio quiz show called His and Hers in the hopes of winning an electric dishwasher. Well, the only trouble is George doesn't know anything about it. Liz is going to broach the subject by letting him listen to the program on the air. Well, George, we have a whole evening to ourselves. Let's stay home and listen to the radio. Are you serious, Liz? You never liked to listen to the radio before. Well, I just think we ought to listen to the radio. After all, it might not be here much longer. I'll just, I'll just pick a station at random. Uh, why are you dialing so carefully to one station? Well, I don't want my random to be hit or miss. <laughs> well, as long as it isn't one of those horrible quiz shows. Quiz shows? Oh, if there's one thing I can't stand, it's a lot of silly characters making fools of themselves in front of a microphone. Oh, really? <laughs> I think they're a, a lot of fun. How can a person with any self-respect appear on one of those things? Know, ladies and gentlemen, our last contestants will come up to the microphone to compete for our big jackpot prize on his and hers. Mr. and Mrs. Paul Roney. Liz, that's a quiz show. Now, can either of you tell me the answer to this question? Who was the author of the Monroe Doctrine? Oh, now, that's an insult to his intelligence. Turn that thing off. Any fool knows who the author of the Monroe Doctrine is. Sure, it was Monroe. You know his first name? Sure, Vaughn. <laughs> Racing with the moon high above the midnight sun. I give up. George, I want to hear the rest of the show. James Monroe is right, and Mr. and Mrs. Roney win the jackpot for tonight's his and hers. Good night. You mean both a man and his wife go through that? Yes. Doesn't it sound like fun? <laughs> <laughs> And now we'll announce the names of next week's contestants. Oh, no. What's the matter, Liz? <laughs> oh, you're right, dear. It's silly. Turn it off. Mr. and Mrs. Tom LaFever. Oh, wait. I want to see who the suckers will be next week. Dr. and Mrs. Charles Van Tassel. And what other halfwits? Mr. and Mrs. George Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> there you have the first portion of My Favorite Husband... November 25th, 1949, as heard on CBS. That's sponsored by J-E-L-L-O. Hey, pretty good. You did, you were <laughs> right a little, on, It was a little deep for you me. You were right on, on <laughs> cue there. Uh, Lucille Ball and Richard Denning. And that's Frank Nelson as the radio quiz show host. He was on so many programs, Frank Nelson. My gosh. He was, uh, he was sort of a semi-regular cast member of the Jack Benny program, too, Frank Nelson. Woo, do I, he would say. Loved him. All right, we'll get back to my favorite husband after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co 
co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Yes, indeedy. This is the best in classic radio. We are very, very, very... um, Very. Yeah, with an extra very. We're very much into the sound of these radio shows. That's what we're all about. The sound quality. sets us apart from everything. You know, we get the um, shows, we license these programs from the owners and estates, and we are uh, generally uh, given the master recordings. And Mike Bubblebath Costella takes those master recordings and makes sure that they sound as good as they possibly can. We're listening to a My Favorite Husband, direct from the CBS transcription disc. Earlier we heard um, Frontier Gentleman. In our next hour, we have a suspense epi- uh, suspense episode with James Cagney. Ooh. And, um, yeah, all of these shows are direct from the disc. That's what we air on Hollywood 360, and that's what we sell in the club. And if you're not familiar with the club, you should check it out, Classic Radio Club. What better way to get the highest quality, sound quality radio shows than being in uh, a club that uh, sends you shows direct from the masters. That was the whole idea with the Classic Radio Club. When we came up with this, I would say like almost five or six years ago now, Lisa, when we started the club. We have uh, many, many members that um, get five CDs in a collector case with a booklet each and every month. So about every 30 days, you're sent a new set, a new CD set with five CDs, 10 shows, and a booklet by being a club member. It's great. Um, You can cancel at any time. And the very first month, we only charge a dollar. A dollar plus the shipping and handling $4.99. And the reason why we do that, we want you to experience it because we're so sure that you are going to love it um, that we, we just charge a dollar. For the whole five CD set, the case, the booklet, everything. So a dollar plus the shipping and handling. After that, if you like it, it's nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling. But it's five CDs every month. So um, you know, in a in a case with the booklet. So that's the club, and we think you would love it. Want to try it for only a buck? Just go to classicradioclub.com. Classic Radio Club. Or if you want to sign up, you can call and speak to a live operator, 815-900-7535, 815-900-7535. All right, we're listening to my favorite husband, Lucille Ball and Richard Denning star. Here's the conclusion. Liz? Well, let's go to a movie. Liz, sit down. Like the look in your eye, George. I can explain everything. Well, it better be good. Well, I, I wanted a dishwasher, and Mr. Wood knew the master of ceremonies, and-, and he fixed it up for us. Oh, fine. Well, maybe he can fix up a job for me when Mr. Atterbury hears about this. 
Oh, he'll love having hearing having his vice president on a quiz show. Now I'll get it. Hello? Hello, George. How's the quiz kid? <laughs> oh, uh, hello, Harry. Just heard them say your name on the radio. Congratulations. Yeah, look, Harry, uh, we're not going <laughs> this to... This is only the beginning, George. Maybe if you give yourself a home permanent, you'll be chosen queen for a day. <laughs> queen for a... Now, wait a minute. Well, goodbye, Queenie. Liz? Yes, Your Majesty? That's not funny. In half an hour, everyone in town will know about this. Oh, another wise guy. Well, I'll tell him a thing or two. Yes, I know, quiz kid. Queen for a day. <laughs> and keep your smart answers to yourself. George. This is Mr. Atterbury. Oh, my gosh. It's Mr. Atterbury. Well, goodbye, George. You stay here, you silly dope. What? Oh, no, not you, Mr. Atterbury. George. George, I just heard your name on the radio. Yeah, well, well, I can explain everything, Mr. Atterbury. I'm you... proud of you, George, boy. Yes, but let... <laughs> What did you say? It's a stroke of genius. Excellent publicity for the bank. You, you, you like the idea? It's sensational. The kind of forward thinking we need. Show the public how intelligent bankers are. How did you ever think of the idea, George boy? I don't know. It just came to me right out of the air. Well, it was a great idea, and I'm proud of you, George boy. And talk to you at the bank tomorrow. Yeah, well, goodbye, Mr. Atterbury. Was he mad, George boy? <laughs> no, he, he was pleased. He wants me to go on the show and prove how smart bankers are. Oh. I'm, I'm worried. Oh, don't worry, dear. I'll be right there with you. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. George! Hello, Mrs. Cooper. Hello, Mr. Wood. Oh, you got me in a mess. Oh, now, Mrs. Cooper. I'm scared to death. The show's tonight, and I'm afraid I'll disgrace George for life. He could even lose his job over some stupid answer of mine. Oh, no, really, Mrs. Cooper, you... He'll have to give up his lovely office at the bank, and he'll lose his swivel chair. Just think, he'll have to go through all the rest of his life without a swivel. <laughs> Katie told me how upset you were. <laughs> So I managed to get a list of answers to tonight's questions. Uh, where are they? <laughs> I have them right here. You see, I went down to visit Smiley, and when he wasn't looking, I accidentally snitched them off his desk. What do you mean, accidentally? Well, now, I inadvertently used the paper with the answers on it to wrap my chewing gum in. <laughs> and then I threw it into the waste paper basket, and then I left. You left? How'd you get the paper back? When uh, the chewing gum happened to be attached to a piece of string. Uh, I didn't steal the answers. They just followed me down the hall. Well, uh, I understand, Mr. Wood, but I couldn't look at them. Not when I'm going to be on the show. That wouldn't be fair. Well, I thought you'd probably feel that way about it. Well, maybe just... One little peek. <laughs> yes, just one, huh? Here. I'll just peek at the first question, that's all. All right. Oh, what do you know? I, I had the list upside down. <laughs> I, I peeked at the last one by mistake. Now I guess I'll have to peek my way back up to the first one. <laughs> uh-huh. There. 
Got him. Good, good. Can you remember? Sure. Al Jolson, the sap runs every two years, uh -huh. John L. Lewis's eyebrows, and to scrape the barnacles off her hull. That's right. I wonder what the questions are. <laughs> that one about the sap running must be about trees, huh? What do you care as long as you have the answers? <laughs> oh, you're a cinch, Mrs. Oh, this is wonderful, Mr. Wood. George is going to be so proud of me. <laughs> excited about the show. I don't know what I'm doing. Take a look at me before I go. Will you use my slip showing? Yes. How much? All of it. You forgot to put your dress on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Here, help me with it, Katie. All right. All righty, honey. In just a minute. Al Jolson, the sap runs every two years. John L. Lewis's eyebrows to scrape the barnacles off her hull. What? Oh, nothing. Nothing? Well, how do you feel, Liz? Fine, fine. Come on, let's go. You know, this might sound funny, George, but I have a feeling I'm going to know all the answers. All right, everybody, we're going on the air in just two seconds. Quiet. Presenting that sensational new quiz show, His and Hers! Yes, it's time once again to play that lovable, laughable radio game, His and Hers. And here's your master of ceremonies, Smiley Stembottom. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. This is old Smiley Stembottom. Here we go with another session of His and Hers. We have with us tonight three man and wife teams, Dr. and Mrs. Charles Van Tassel, Mr. Tom LaFever, attorney, and Mrs. LaFever, and Mr. and Mrs. George Cooper. Oh, get him, George, Apparently, Mr. Cooper has some friends in the audience. <laughs> now, while our contestants are waiting in a room off stage, I'd like to announce that because we have such an intelligent group, a doctor, a lawyer, and a banker, we have thrown out the easy questions we were going to use and have substituted harder ones. Oh, my goodness, you mustn't do that! <laughs> now, coming onto the stage are our first contestants. Uh, you must be Dr. Van Tassel. That's right. And this is my wife. <laughs> Apparently, Mrs. Van is tickled by her own tassel. <laughs> is, uh, is she a little nervous? No. She always sounds like that. <laughs> Here we go for our first question. Now, you only have one answer between you, so think carefully. Who discovered the fountain of youth and claimed he could live forever? Uh, Ponce de Leon. Absolutely right! And what do you say to that, Mrs. Van Tassel? <laughs> I knew you would. Now, you have 25 points, and we'll go to the next question. What is your congress? Waiting in this room almost 20 minutes. They should call us pretty soon, huh? Yes. Now, now don't be nervous, Liz. Well, I'm not nervous. Well, let's go. Isn't someone knocking at the door? No, that's your knees. <laughs> no, it is not. I'm as calm as a cucumber. Really? Well, do you always smoke so many cigarettes at once? What? You have a cigarette in each hand. Oh, I have? Well, I, I lit one of them for you. Oh, thank you. Who's the one in your mouth for? LAUGHTER 
Oh, so I'm nervous. I should think you'd be, too, though those questions are liable to be tough. Don't worry, George. I have a feeling I'm going to know every answer. Hmm. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cooper, we're ready for you. Oh, here we go. Come on, George. And here we come our third contestants, Mr. and Mrs. Cooper. You come, George, boy! <laughs> There's something you should know. Uh, uh, Usher, Usher, please remove whoever's making that disturbance. Yeah, yes, but she... Uh, hey, Morgan, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, right up here to the microphone. Are you all ready for these questions? They're pretty hard. Oh, I'll bet they're not so hard. Well, we'll see. One answer for the two of you, remember. Now, the first question... Who discovered the fountain of youth and claimed he could live forever? Al Jolson. <laughs> oh, Liz. I'm so sorry. That's wrong, Mrs. Cooper. Is it? Yes, but let's go on to question number two. Okay. Uh, question number two. This is political. What is your congressman's term of office? The sap runs every two years. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, Liz, have you gone crazy? Well, something's wrong, George, but I'll get the rest of them. Well, let me answer this one. All right. Uh, question number three. In the Trojan War, what did the Greeks hide in to gain access to the city of Troy? Well, George? I don't know. Well, what did the Greek army hide in? Uh, John L. Lewis's eyebrows? <laughs> yeah. Wrong again. You now have a total score of nothing. George, you're a stupid numbskull, boy! No coaching from the audience, please. <laughs> and now for your last question. I'm sure to get one of these right. Why did the French people put Marie Antoinette under the sharp blade of the guillotine? To scrape the barnacles off her heart. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Cooper, you are the first husband and wife team ever to miss all four questions. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, Liz. And now all the contestants will stand by for our jackpot question. Liz, what's the matter with you? Oh, George, I had all the answers memorized, but they must have switched the questions on me. Oh, fine. Attention! And now, before the jackpot question, here are the standings of our contestants. The Van Tassels have 75 points. The Lefevers have 50 points. And the Coopers have blurrip points. <laughs> Now, since our jackpot question counts 100, whoever gets it right will win our giant prize, an electric dishwasher. Hey, hey, we still got a chance, George. And tonight, we're adding a special prize to go with the dishwasher, 300 dirty dishes. <laughs> now, here is the jackpot question. In the Revolutionary War, while Washington was crossing the Delaware River, what did his lieutenant say to him? Oh, we don't know it, Liz. Let's get out of here. We can't go yet. Oh, come, someone must know it. When Washington crossed the Delaware, 
What did his lieutenant say to him? I'm going. Oh, for goodness sake, George, sit down. You're right! That's what I'm going Lucille, what's on the fire tonight? Romance, Robert. Come with me and we shall see how things would be commercially in Gay Paris. Wee wee. Wee wee. Okay, Billy. Ah, here I am in Paris. And here comes a handsome French Bob Lemont. Ah, mademoiselle. Je vous aime. Je vous adore. Vous êtes mon cœur. Well. There's only one answer for a man like you. Kissez-moi. Uh, vous êtes my sherry. I am your sherry? Oui. You are also my strawberry, raspberry, orange, lemon, and lime. <laughs> that was a sneaky one. Parlez-moi <laughs> d'amour. Oh, he knows the latest songs, too. Ah, oh, babe, holdez-moi, close to ya. Pressez-moi. <laughs> Squeezy moi. Go on. That's all there is. There ain't no moi. <laughs> Billy Mom, more Bordelais, toujours la main chose de la petite marmite. Well, I did not know you could speak the French. Neither did I. What did I say? <laughs> I repeat, and I will translate. I'll try. Filet mignon de la vichyssoise et vive la différence. Translation. Jello is so delicious, it makes you think of the real ripe fruit itself. Is that what I said? <laughs> well, try this. Je ne comprenez, comprenez, si bonne, matine, patine, schmatine. And the translation. The goodness is locked in by a special process, and it can't get out till your first delectable spoonful. Oh, yeah? Pati de fagra, ooh la la, ha ha ha, ha ha ha. Kick that around. <laughs> Okay, translation. Look for the big red letters on the box. I thought so. Good night, Bob. You have been listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Roaring. Tonight's transcribed program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The part of Katie the Maid was played by Ruth Parrott. Watch for Lucille Ball in the Columbia picture Miss Grant Takes Richmond. Be sure to listen to Lucille Ball and My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by... J-E-L-L Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O pudding. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tap. The yoga pudding just so Listen to Lucille Ball and my favorite husband again next week. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. You know that, Lucille? She was a She's real a ball. ball. <laughs>
<laughs> she had a ball too. Um, so you yeah. heard her uh, singing the Jello. And... I was going to ask you, do you like Jello? Yes. Do you? I do. Did do you, you always like it? I've always liked it. Well, I liked it when I was a kid. I used to like cherry Jello, but I won't eat it anymore. Why? Why? <laughs> do you really want to know? Yeah. Because gelatin is not vegetarian. It's made with horse hooves. It is? Horse it's hooves. It's got some horse hooves in yeah. there. <laughs> so sorry to say. I used to like black cherry. Hooves says that, Hoof- that there's horse hooves in there. Um, I don't know. Are you sure? Yes. Come gelatin on. Gelatin really? made with horse hooves. Well, what about the chocolate? What about like That's the- called pudding. <laughs> oh, jello. Yeah. Well, jello pudding. I mean, yeah, I don't that's like what this pudding is. either. Really? No. I love Mushy. I love cherry and strawberry jello. It's great. I'm not a fan. No. Eh. Something to eat when you're sick. Really? I Why? I don't know. Anyway, that was my favorite husband starring Lucille Ball along with Richard Denning, Gail Gordon and Frank Nelson and Ruth Parrott. That was uh, produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, written by Bob Carroll Jr. and Madeline Pugh, November 25th, 1949. Uh, good show where they're trying to win a dishwasher on a quiz show. And um, It's they a were, funny premise right they there. Were, yeah, and they were always just a really good series. I mean, every week to just come out there and do a great you know, comedy show each and every week. Um, but they did. Yes. They certainly did. All right, time for This Month in Music History. All right, moving on to the greatest song of 1982. Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger, Survivor. Yeah. Theme to the film. Rocky Two. Rocky Three. 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 Yeah, the one with uh, Mr. T. And this was the song of the summer, 1982. Yeah. Can you imagine July and August in the top spot? To survive. So I'm guessing then probably Rocky, the first one, I'm guessing must have been like 76 or 77. Um, because Rocky three, if it came out in 82, was probably four or five years later. So, right, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I haven't watched the original Rocky in a long time. No, yeah. Such a great movie. All right. Thanks, Lisa sure. Wolf. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, Jimmy Cagney stars on Suspense from 1948. But first... A pizza is on the line because uh, Lisa and I are going to play Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition. That's right. These are makeup songs, part two. Makeup or breakup? These are makeup songs? Makeup. All right. uh, Pizza's on the line. Gotcha. So if I get them all right, I win a pizza. If 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 I guess all wrong, you win a pizza. (laughs) That's my goal. We'll see. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.